Hey guys, welcome to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This show is for virtual bookkeepers who are starting, growing, and scaling online bookkeeping businesses. I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and see what we're talking about in today's episode. Hey there, welcome to episode 38 of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. You'll quickly see that this episode is different than any episode I've released in the past. This episode is a reshare from a recent training I held in the Bookkeeper Basecamp Facebook group. I'm sharing an episode like this for several reasons. Number one, sometimes we batch content for the podcast and sometimes, like in this case, we produce just-in-time content. This week, I happened to be spending some time with my family in Texas, and so we dug into our vault for some valuable content that we could share with you guys. Number two, I'm also testing out new ways to repurpose content instead of constantly creating new stuff. I'm doing this to be an example to you as you market and promote your services online. You don't have to stay on this never-ending content wheel. Many of you already have great content in your archives that you can repurpose and share with your own communities. And number three, for those of you who haven't joined us over in the free Facebook community yet for entrepreneurial bookkeepers, this will give you a taste of what you're missing. If you haven't joined us yet, we'd love to have you. Just search Bookkeeper Basecamp on Facebook or check the show notes for the link. Now, obviously, based on the title of this episode, my focus is on early stage virtual bookkeepers in this training. But even if you have years of experience, you can gain so much from listening in as well. Well, I've got to go get back to loving on my beautiful grandbabies. So I'm going to scoot and let you listen in, okay? I'm confident that you'll enjoy this training. And after you listen, feel free to DM me on Instagram with any questions that you might have or the big ahas that you got from this episode, okay? I can't wait to hear from you. Happy listening. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. I hope you can see me and I hope you can hear me. As you come into the live stream, please do me a favor. Um, do me a favor and make sure to give Restream permission to see your name. Okay. Make sure to give Restream permission to see your name. Okay. So, I can know who's actually here with me and know who's actually commenting. When you can hear me and when you can see me, say hello. So I will know that you are here. Um, Make sure that you say hello so I'll know you are here. We're giving the Facebook folks a chance to... um, giving the Facebook folks a chance to do its thing. Um, If you don't see the, if you don't see the uh, comment, give me one second. Let me make sure that I get the, the link for you to share your name. Let me make sure that I get that into the comments before we start. We're doing things a little bit differently tonight. Okay. So give me one second. Let me just make sure. Hi, Georgette. Hi, uh, Alita. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just taking a moment to let Facebook do its thing as well as to... All right, there we go. I don't know why I can't do that from Restream. I still can't figure that out. So can you guys hear me? Okay. Can you see me? Okay. Let me know. Um, Hey, Alita. Let's see. I see Tracy. I see Georgette. She says she can hear me. That's awesome. I see Alita. All right. All right. So we're doing things a little bit different um, tonight. So first, I want to tell you, thank you so much for joining me as always. 
Um, tonight's topic is Survivor Thrive, your virtual bookkeeping business, the first 12 months, right? And so this particular live stream tonight, we are talking to um, early stage virtual bookkeepers, right? Doesn't mean that if you've been in this business for a long time that you have to leave because I certainly want you to stick around, okay? Um, but tonight's topic is directed to early stage virtual bookkeepers, right? And so that is, that means those of you who are still thinking about starting this business, planning it out, hoping and dreaming and wishing and praying and all of that stuff, right? Um, to go ahead and get started and pick up your first few clients. And those of you who um, have picked up a few clients, and, but you're still within, you know, the first 12 months or so, right? Um, I'm going to share some things with you tonight that I believe will help you in your business. Um, but we'll, before we get started on that, I want to share with you how we are doing things because this is going to be um, a live stream where my goal is to be able to repurpose this content. And so I'm doing things a little bit differently, um, giving Facebook a chance to send out um a message to the world that we are actually live and coming through loud and clear. Um, but I want to be able to repurpose this content. And so you you will hear this again. If all goes well, you, um, you will hear this again. Um, so let me just go ahead and share that with you. Um, but that what that is going to mean is that when we actually start the content, I am going to um, introduce the content and then we're going I'm going to ask that you hold your questions or even if you type your questions into the comments, even if you type your questions into the comments, I'm going to let you know that I'm not going to answer questions until the end because I need this to be a clean recording. Is that OK? Let me know if that's OK type in the comment that that's okay if you are in agreement with that, okay? Um, and let me know if you have any questions before we go ahead and get started. So I wanted to share that. You guys have given um, Restream permission to see your name if you want to type in to the comment so I can see who it is that's asking me something. Somebody just typed in good evening and it, to me it says Facebook user. I'm not sure who that is. Um, if you typed in good evening and then okay, I cannot see your name. So I need you to look and scroll through the comments, look through there. There's a link that you can click what, that will give Restream permission to see your name so I can see who you are. Okay. And that way I don't have to keep doing this and looking over to my other screen. Okay. Um, so told you about the format for tonight. I told you about the comments um, and giving Restream permission. Um, if you are here with me live, please go ahead and type in the comments live so I know that you're here. Um, and if you're joining on the replay later, go ahead and type in replay and I will, all, as always, come back and acknowledge your presence because um, I really appreciate those of you who come and spend some time with me live. But I also appreciate those of you who can't. I understand life happens and we all have competing priorities and obligations and family stuff and all of that, right? Um we just finished, you know, tax season just closed out yesterday. And so some of you might be just like, listen, I'm, I'm burnt. I'm done. And so you can't be with us live tonight, but you are watching on the replay. And if that's you, I want you to type into the replay so I can come back later and acknowledge you. I am so glad to, that you are here with us tonight, Georgette. This is your first live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully you will be able to get a lot from this live stream. So let's go ahead and jump in. You guys ready? <clears throat> Let me get my costs out because, again, like I said, um, I want to repurpose this content and I want my editor to be able to <laughs> know exactly when to start, um, when, when they can cut off and, and, and get started. And so we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So that's it. Here we go. Welcome to tonight's live stream, everybody. It is so good to have you guys here with me. I am Kimberly Stevenson. I'm the founder of the Bookkeeper Basecamp uh, Facebook group. Uh, I have been a business coach for bookkeepers for a little over two years at this point. Those of you who are familiar with me, you've heard my story over and over again, um, but I'll share it with you really briefly. I've been in this business for over 30 years. Um, I have run multiple accounting and tax practices. I retired from doing that back in 2016, took a little bit of a break and transitioned into the coaching space. And so I have been working primarily with bookkeepers and other financial professionals since late 2019, 2020. Before that, I was just doing some kind of general business coaching, uh, but then I pivoted and, and came back to my people, back to 
um, my home, right? And so that's what I've been doing uh, most recently, and I love it. And so I really appreciate you spending some time here with me tonight. As I shared in the intro before we kind of started recording, um, I shared with you that we are repurposing this content. And so if you're listening to this content in a different space, understand that this content was originally posted in our Facebook group, which is called Bookkeeper Basecamp. So if you happen to be listening to this on the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast, just know that we initially recorded this in the Bookkeeper Basecamp Facebook group. And so if you're not a member of the Facebook group and you want access to our content live, in person, early, I highly recommend that you join us over in the Facebook group. Um, and again, it's really easy to find. It's called Bookkeeper Basecamp. We try to keep things really simple for you guys. So tonight we are talking about Survive or Thrive, your virtual bookkeeping business the first 12 months. And I want to share this. I wanted to share on this topic because I see so many early stage virtual bookkeepers who are really struggling to, to gain some traction, create momentum, to really get started um, in building their business, right? And so um, I know you're frustrated. Um, I know you're tired of being stuck. You feel like you're doing everything that you can. Um, and it really can be a struggle sometimes and it can be demotivating. And so I wanted to come on tonight and talk about some things that I think that will help you if you're in the first year of your business, right? I don't want you to give up because obviously um, this is a great industry to be in. It is a fantastic opportunity for those of us who have the particular skill set that's needed or the skill sets that are needed um, in this space. And so it's really important to me to see more people come into this space to really um, have the opportunity to get grounded and really start creating some traction in their business and to grow and scale their businesses well beyond where most people think virtual bookkeepers or bookkeeping professionals, bookkeeper business owners can actually reach, right? And so that's why I wanted to uh, I wanted to share this content with you tonight. I, I, um, I'm coming at this from, it, you can be in two different camps, right? And so I, I realized that. So there, there are those who are starting their businesses um, where their this business is their primary income, right? So this is what they do, whether it's full-time or part-time, that doesn't actually matter uh, for what we're talking about tonight, but it is your primary source of income. Right. And then there are those of you who are in this business, but you're doing it alongside a full time corporate job. Right. And whether that corporate role is in finance or in some other department or some other um, area of, of corporate America, that doesn't even matter. Right. What matters is whether this is your primary or your secondary source of income. Right. And so the things that I'm going to share, some of it is going to um, apply to everyone in general. Some of it might apply to um, those of you who this is your primary source of income. And some of it may only apply to those of you who are doing this business as a side hustle. OK, so I just kind of wanted to um, wanted to kind of lay that groundwork, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and so. How I'm going to share this information with you today is I want to talk about some things that in your first 12 months, if you are in that kind of that that uh, space of the first 12 months of you getting started, there are some things that I want to suggest that you stop doing. Right. There are going to be some things that I see so many of you doing that it's just not the right time for you to be focusing on that particular area. And I'm going to share with you what I think those things are. And then I'm going to obviously share what I think the things are that you need to be doing more of. So there are going to be some things that I want you to really think about and hit the brakes on, right? Think about hitting the brakes on those things. And then there are going to be some things that I want you to think about seriously pressing the gas, right? And going all in on, okay? Hopefully this is making sense to you guys as I'm sharing this. So let me go ahead and jump in. And starting with the first thing that I want to see us stop doing. Now, my goal here, before I jump in, my goal here is not really to step on any toes or call anybody out or anything like that. I don't want to make anybody feel bad 
or anything like that. My goal is to enlighten, right? And to hopefully help you see um, things from a different point of view, a different perspective. So if you see yourself in any of these things that I'm going to share with you tonight or today, um, whenever it is that you're listening to this, um, the, again, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm just telling you things that I see on a regular basis, being a coach in this space, being a thought leader in this space, being an expert in this space. Okay. So the first thing, if you have, if you have pen and paper, by the way, you might want to write some of these down. So the first thing is rushing to get certified as a bookkeeper by the wrong people or the wrong organization. So the first thing is what I see all the time is folks rushing to get certified by the wrong organization. Now, I qualified my statement. Most of you already know, those of you who are in the Facebook group with me have probably heard me say before, I don't necessarily toe the line, toe the sort of I have to get certified line. I don't do, I don't toe that line. I am more of a believer in experiential learning, learning the fundamentals, right? And not necessarily getting hung up on getting certified right away or early on by some of the software companies that are out there. You guys probably know that I think that most certifications are a marketing ploy that are put out by some of the big software companies, right? And their goal, their focus is really on making money for their business versus focusing on your bookkeeping, accounting, education, and skill set, and you learning the fundamentals. Their goal is to have more people on their platform. Okay. And that's why I say that if, if, if you were my client, and many of you are, but if you are my client, my recommendation in year one would be, if you didn't have any experience at all, would be to look at some of the community colleges across the nation, right, that offer uh, certificates. So I guess you could say that they're certification programs. They offer certificates. You, these are not necessarily um, degree programs. You don't have to stay in the program for two years um, or four years and get an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. These are certificate programs that teach you the fundamentals of bookkeeping. Just for those of you who have no experience or very limited experience in bookkeeping, right? And so you want to make sure that you know most of the fundamentals, right? Before you start putting yourself out there, whether it's to find a, a job in this space or it's to find, you know, clients in this space, right? And I'm going to talk about that in a second, right? And so that's my recommendation. I want you to look more into programs at the community college level that will give you a certificate and teach you the fundamentals. They are available across the country. They are available virtual, virtually. They're available in person. And most of the time, they're much more affordable than some of the online programs and things that you'll find. You guys know I don't teach competencies, right? And so I don't teach technical skills. I teach people how to build a business in this space. And so I have no problem sharing a list. And if you need a list, if you haven't already joined our content hub, I want you to make sure that you go out to, um, if you scroll up in the Facebook group, there is a post that there's where there's a link where you can join our content hub. And I share there with you a free, a list, a hundred plus different courses and community colleges that offer certificates in book in bookkeeping. Okay. So that's the first thing I want you to stop doing. And then what I want you to start to think about doing instead, right? The next thing I want to share with you that I want you to stop doing that I see all the time. <laughs> I see all the time. And this is um this is in the marketing in in when it comes to like marketing and promoting your business. I see some really passionate folks um, in this space and um they happen to come across a post, somebody's talking about bookkeeping or accounting for their business or whatever. And immediately the instinct, the immediate instinct is to jump on that person's post. If it's something that you disagree with or think should be done differently, the immediate instinct is to jump on that post and correct either the 
original poster or someone who's commented on that post. I want you to hit the brakes. <laughs> I want you not to not to do that, not to follow your instinct if that's what you feel like doing, okay? Instead, <laughs> instead of jumping on that post, what I want you to do instead is I want you to create your own post. I want you to create your own post instead. You don't have to post it right away because typically if you see somebody that's posted something, they're probably your friends. You see each other's timelines or whatever. You can, you know, be smart about it. You don't have to, you know, go behind them and post right away and say, oh, I saw this or that. And it was absolutely wrong. That's not the goal of this, right? The goal is to establish yourself as an expert to establish yourself as a thought leader in this space and create your own content instead of relying on other people's contents and, and trying to correct them on their timeline or on the, in their, in their newsfeed, on their post, right? So what I suggest you do instead is this, once you see the post, decide what your feelings are, what your thoughts are on it, gather those thoughts right? Pull them together comprehensively and create your own post and then post it on your own timeline. And what happens when you do that is not only are you creating content, you're creating, um, you're building your audience, right? You're amplifying your own voice, right? It gives you something that's traceable, that's trackable, that you can go back to later and repurpose and reuse down the road. Does that make sense? Type yes in the comments if that makes sense to you guys, okay? So instead of correcting people on their own post when you see something um, that that doesn't resonate with you, that you believe is wrong or an incorrect way to do something, slow your, slow your roll, right? Don't jump instinctively and correct that person. You don't have to. That's not how to prove your expertise, right? You can do that in your own post, okay? All right. Awesome. Um, and that way you can build more credibility, you know, create a stronger um, connection with the people who you really do want to connect with. Because think about it, when you're responding on someone else's post like that, you're talking to their audience, not your own. Right. So remember that. All right. So that's number two. Along those same lines, along those same lines, <laughs> What I really want us to stop doing, hit the brakes on, is I need us to stop preaching about bookkeeping, about how to do bookkeeping, um, what you see that's happening that's that's wrong. I know this is a little bit different than what you hear in a lot of marketing spaces about being polarizing and all of that, although... I don't know how you really do that in, in the accounting and bookkeeping where I haven't really totally figured that, that out yet about how to be polarizing. But we preach a lot as we, we come across very passionately, very strongly. And, the, and, and I get that, but it comes across preachy and sometimes it can turn people off. Instead of preaching, I want us to do more reaching and more teaching, right? Pull people along. Help people understand the why behind it is what you're doing. Let me give you an example. So many posts I see are deadline driven, right? If you haven't done this yet, um, you're going to miss the deadline or, or you're in trouble, right? And while I understand that our clients and our audience need those tips and tricks and things like that, the level of connection that you're making with your audience could go so much deeper when your goal is to teach them, is to really reach them where they are, understand why it is that they might be behind in their books, show them that you understand what they're going through, what that you know what their pain points are, what their struggles are, right? Because it's, it's like you ever... Think about back in, you know, um, back in the day, it's the only way I can say it, back in the day when your mom would, in order to get you to take a little bit of medicine, she would um, give you a little something sweet first 
or chase it with something sweet so it wouldn't taste so bad, right? That's what I need us doing more of instead of just talking at people and preaching to them. I need us to be doing more teaching and really reaching out to them where they are and meeting our audience where they are. And hopefully um, that makes sense, right? I don't want us necessarily to be teaching a lot of bookkeeping fundamentals and answering questions on how to do certain things in bookkeeping. And, and I'll tell, I'll share you why, share with you why I think that is too, because here's the thing, when clients are looking to hire a bookkeeper, they don't want to know how to do the work, right? Think about when you go to your doctor. Do you want to know how your doctor is going to perform surgery? How, how, like all of the, most of us, some of us might now, I get it. Listen, some of us might want to know exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to get there. But for the most part, what we are most interested in is the result, right? We're interested in the result, the end result. But we spend as bookkeepers, we want to prove our expertise by explaining how bookkeeping works. And if they wanted to, if if the if our audience wanted to know how bookkeeping worked, they would probably take one of those community college courses themselves, right? But what they're looking for is someone who can help them create results, someone who can help them transform some of the problems and the pain points that they're experiencing in their business, right? They want someone who can actually help them get to the win, to the winner circle, right? without them having to do all of the work that you're doing. But that's what I see so often in many of um, many of the posts, much of the content that I see online from virtual bookkeepers, okay? So instead of doing that, again, I want us talking more about how we can help them transform their businesses, how why it is that they need to do certain things instead of just like slapping them on the wrist, and telling them to stop doing this, or you better do this, or you're going to get in trouble by the IRS. Because they're hearing that from everybody. They're, they're hearing that from everyone. Okay? So those are, those are just some of the basic things. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things you're going to see as you start to gain more and more experience. Okay? And some of the things that I want you to stop doing as you're growing and as you're developing, and then some of the things and, and, and what to do instead. I, I want you to stop trying to be, I want us to stop trying to be everything to everybody. Oftentimes, what I see in this space are generalist bookkeepers. And you guys have heard me say that before. Generalist bookkeepers. We want to be able to do it all. Everything in that comes with bookkeeping. We want to dump onto our audience. This is what we can do. And would you agree? Would you agree when you think of, think of it in terms of a corporate space? Does a generalist make more than a specialist? Does a generalist make more than a specialist? Does a staff accountant make more than someone who works in FP&A if you come from the big, you know, um, Fortune 500, Fortune 200 world? So fiscal planning and analysis, budgeting, forecasting. Does the staff make more? Or does the person who works in forecasting and budgeting make more? Does the HR generalist make more? Or, the, or does the person who works in HR compliance make more? Think about that. And some of you have worked in payroll. So you know, you know those numbers, right? And this goes beyond, this is, I'm not talking about niching down industry-wise. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what is your area of specialized expertise within bookkeeping, within accounting? If you haven't already done so, I highly recommend, I've already given you the content hub. So 
in the content hub, there is also a link to our revenue, revenue rockstar quiz. When you take that quiz, it will help you quickly see where your areas of talent and expertise in accounting and bookkeeping lie. So based on how you answer the questions, and it's not scientific, I'll be honest with you, we haven't run it up against millions of people, okay? But I was able to compile some data and some information and just things based on, um, you know, my 30 years of experience and my years of working with, um, you know, bookkeepers in, in this space, I've, I came up with a quiz to help you see, do your talents lie in um, with things like payroll? Are you, should you be leaning more to producing more um, reporting, budgeting, doing advisory work, CFO level work? right? Should you be doing cleanups? Should you be focusing on cleanups? Should you be focusing on start uh, setups based on how you answer the questions in the quiz? So in the content hub, you can find it there. It's called the Revenue Rockstar Quiz. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about specialized expertise, okay? Specialized expertise. So instead of us trying to be everything to everyone, Right. I want us to really think about working in our zones of excellence and genius. Right. First 12 months, we're probably talking about more zone of competency. And this is Big Leap, Gay Hendricks. If you haven't read that book, this is this comes from um, from his book, The Four Zones of Competency. Right. So there's the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence and the zone of genius. Right. And so I definitely want us focusing, especially if you're in your first 12 months, and I'll stick to that since that's the topic tonight, definitely high zone of competence, zone of excellence here, right? And and potentially zone of genius if you have that much experience doing this work before you started your business, okay? So hopefully this is resonating with you guys, okay? What this does, once you do this, once you focus on your specialized area of specialized expertise, is going to allow you to better design um, your core offer and offers that um, are priced better, where you can raise, increase your rates, work with clients who you absolutely love working with instead of taking on clients that are um, not so much fun, right? That are not so much fun to work with that you're just, you just took them because um, it's another invoice that gets paid every month but you hate talking to them all the time, right? Because we have those if we're keeping it real, right? Now, some of you are saying, but what happens with all the other stuff? I get it. I get it. That's a fair question. But here's a revolutionary idea, right? You guys know that I'm always talking about the bookkeeper evolution, Right. So here's a revolutionary idea. You focus on your specialized area of of expertise, your specialized expertise. And how about you hire out? You subcontract out. Or you collaborate, joint venture, partner with another virtual bookkeeper who has a specialized area of expertise that complements your own. And then. And then we all win, right? You get to price your services better, higher rates, right? Because you own the relationship. You own the relationship with the client, right? But you have a team of support professionals who are helping you. Now, whether how that team is set up, whether you have subcontracted with other virtual bookkeepers, whether you have interns on staff, whether you are collaborating and partnering with another firm and they're working um, with you on a subcontract agreement, that's that's to be figured out later, right? But there's a way to do this. Revolutionary, right? Then you get to play in a sandbox that you enjoy playing in. Right. You get to go to your office or go to work every day, your business, but it's still work every day and you get to have fun doing it. I hate payroll. 
hate it, right? If I never have to do payroll again, it won't be too soon, right? And so I can outsource that. I can choose to outsource it to another firm. I can choose to to keep it in-house, but hire somebody to do it, make sure that my rates cover all of my staff, or I can outsource it to a an outsourced third-party provider, right? I I don't, there's things that I don't like. There are things that other people enjoy doing. So it would behoove me to have partnerships and collaborations set up, right? All right, so let's move on. The next thing I want us to do, because again, and, and this, this is a really good segue when we talk about hiring out and collaborating, is we got to stop thinking small. Got to stop thinking, I can't hire out because I can't afford to. I need, you know, if I hire out, then that's me spending money, right? And, and we're not thinking long-term. We're not thinking like a bookkeeper CEO. We are so used to running solo, right, that we don't think big enough and realize that together, when when we work with other people, when we create support systems in, inside of our business, alongside of our business, outside of our business, right, we can grow that much faster because now we have more bandwidth to do the things that we love doing, do the things that we're good at doing, doing the things that we're, that, um, that we should be doing, right? And letting someone else do the other stuff, right? So I want us to think more comprehensively. Again, think about where your zone of competence, where your zone of excellence, where your zone of genius is. And quickly, while I'm on that topic, I mentioned support systems inside of our businesses and support systems outside of our businesses. And so what I mean by that is we got to start thinking about getting help at home. Most of my audience are women. We're raising families. That means we have, we have children, we're wives, we're partners, we're spouses, whatever. And even if you are a man in that space, right? We can't know, none of us is an, we're not an island. We, we don't live alone. We can't do this by ourselves. And so I highly recommend where, where you can think about getting some help in other areas of your life that will allow you to focus on your business when you need to focus on your business. Now, I can run down a whole list of what that might mean. That might mean household help. That might mean someone who is preparing your meals or getting a meal service. That might mean someone to babysit the children when you need babysitting so you can focus on work, right? That might mean all different kinds of things to give you the space to do the things that you need to do. I work from home and I have someone who comes in and helps me keep my home clean. But I work from home. So most of the time when they're here, I'm here. I'm here working. So whether I was working in an office or working at home, it doesn't matter. Right? I still need to get I still need to get work done. I still need to be able to focus on my clients. There was a point in time where I had found a local um chef and I was ordering meals from this person, two and three meals a week that I could then split because, it, you know, I, I live alone. And so I don't need a lot. But the idea that I didn't have to cook every day is incredible to me. Right. So hire some think about su- support inside of your bit for your business in inside of your business, but also think about support in your personal life too, that helps you be a business, a better business owner. Okay. And last but not least on the stop, start scale, I want us to, um, have you ever looked around like kind of looked at all of your subscriptions and you see all of these things? It's like, when did I subscribe to that? Like, what's that subscription for? Oh my gosh, I haven't used that in forever. Right. 
So we get the shiny object syndrome, something new comes across our feed or in our email or something like that. And we subscribe and we forget, or we think that the grass is greener on the other side. And so we want to try something different. And I need us to stop trying to subscribe to every single software platform, every single social media platform out there. Instead, I want us to hit the brakes on that. And instead, I want us to hit the gas on figuring out what our ideal tech stack is. What does it take to create results for our clients and do it lean? Especially in the first 12 months, you don't need every software platform out there. Try one, commit to it, (laughs) commit to it for 90 days, 120 days before you switch to something else. It takes that much time to figure out if something is actually working for you or not. Okay? When you do this, it's going to allow you to close more leads faster because you're not trying to figure out now, where do I go and how do I do and changing the game, recreating the wheel every time. It's going to allow you to close more leads. You want your tech stack to be set up in a way that allows you to serve your clients at with excellence, right? And communicate with your clients and your team, okay? So that's what you want your tech stack to do, those three things. Close more leads, right? Serve your clients and communicate with those clients and your team. If the, if the items that are in your tech stack allow you to do that and it's three things, then that's all you need. Save all of the other stuff, all of the nice proposal um, products and project management systems and all of those things. If you don't need them to close more leads, serve your clients and communicate with your clients and your team or your team. You don't need it right now. Even if it's free. Even if it's free. Because even if it's free, it can be a distraction. All right? So that's it for the hit the brakes, pump the gas. That's that's it for that. But the last thing that I want to um I want to share with you. I want you to think about during this, the first 12 months. And again, we are talking to early stage virtual bookkeepers, right? Um, I want to share one last thing with you that I want you thinking about in your first 12 months. And you guys know me well enough to know by now that I wouldn't be me if I didn't share at least one acronym with you, (laughs) at least one acronym to help you remember something. Okay. And the acronym of the day is pose p-o-s-e pose and during this first year what i want you to remember if you don't remember anything else that i share with you tonight i want you to remember this acronym pick a priority if your business is your priority Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit, commit, commit. Right? Commit to your business. Don't play with it. If this is what you want to do, I need you to commit. And don't be ashamed that it's your priority. If it's important to you, be okay letting people know. This is what I'm doing. This is my priority. And what that means is I have to establish boundaries for certain things. That might mean I can't show up to every event. That might mean I have to do something a little bit different. It might mean I have to hire some help in in the house to help me get some things done because I'm committed to growing this business. So establish your priorities. All right. I'm not saying to deprioritize your family and other things that are important to you. But if your business is your priority, I need you to commit to it. Okay? Because you don't want to be picking up clients and then end up missing deadlines because you didn't prioritize your business. You didn't prioritize your life right. Okay? 
The same way we commit to corporate jobs, <laughs> we can commit to our businesses, right? The O in POSE stands for outcomes. Here's the thing. We all have dreams, right? We all have dreams and desires, but you can't measure dreams, but you can measure outcomes. You can measure, um, you can measure outcomes. You can improve outcomes, right? You can improve outcomes. You can repeat outcomes. And so the difference between a dream, you've probably heard the difference between a dream and a plan is a date, right? So outcomes are very specific. Where is it that you want to be at, at the end of 12 months in business? How many clients do you want to be serving? How much revenue? What's your revenue target? What's your growth target over a certain period of time if you've been in this business for some time? Make it outcome related. Very, very specific. Okay? The S in pose is for strategy. You need a strategy. You need a strategy. You need a financial strategy. You need a, um, a business development strategy, right? A sales strategy. Who's your audience? Where are they? How do you find them? What's your what does your message need to be? Right? What do they need to hear from you? What are their struggles? How are you going to reach them and teach them, attract them? Right? What's your strategy? So you need a financial strategy. You need a a, a business development slash client attraction. Call it what you want. Right. And you need a client service strategy. How are you going to serve your clients? How are you going to onboard? What is going to be what's your monthly uh, workflow? What does that look like? Right. I'm not saying you have to have it all figured out before you start. I'm not trying to scare anyone. Right. But you need a strategy. This isn't about some spit and some duct tape and fit and, you know, hoping and praying. No, let's be. Let's be logical about how we're doing some things, right? If you need help, go out and find the help that you need to help you develop that strategy. There are coaches like me in a lot of different places. Now, I'm not saying I want you to go to those other coaches. I want you to work with me, obviously, right? But that's why we're here, okay? So P is for priority, O is for outcomes, S is for strategy. And the last thing you need is an execution plan. So that's your acronym for tonight, POSE, P-O-S-E, execution. What am I talking about when I talk about execution? I'm talking about productivity, right? So let me, to bring it full circle, remember in the beginning of when we started talking tonight, I was talking about their, I'm, I'm talking to people where this is their primary source of income versus people and people who this is their secondary source of income. So for those of you who this might be your secondary source of income in the in the meantime, right? For right now, right? Because I know how hard it is to get to a point where you feel like, okay, I can make the transition from corporate to working in my business full time. I get that, especially as accountants and bookkeepers and finance professionals, like we've run the numbers. And so we already know we're trying to replace income and we got to make sure that we've uh, accounted for taxes and we've accounted for health insurance and all of those things. I get it. I think just like you, I've been in this space. I am you, right? I understand that. Right. Um, especially if this is your secondary source of income, if you're side hustling, it is important that you have a productivity plan, that you have that support plan in place. Right. Internal inside of your business and external to your business, especially if you are side hustling, because there are only 24 hours in a day. And for goodness sake, you got to sleep at least five to six for some of us, eight to ten. Right. You got to sleep sometime. And so that just means that it's fewer hours in the day when you are working a part-time or a full-time corporate gig and you're trying to build your business on the side, right? And besides a, um, a productivity plan 
and a support plan, the last thing you need is a self-care plan. Because one of the things that I shared, I used to share with my team all the time is we work so we can live. We don't live to work. We work so we can live. We don't live to work. So the goal is not to be working all the time. The goal is to enjoy the fruits of our labor, right? And that's where self-care comes in. That's when rest comes in. We all need rest. We all need a break. We all need times. For those of you who uh, were were with me in the um, the book club, when we talked through the 12-week year in, in Q1, we talked about breakout blocks and building those blocks into our schedule, right? Into our productivity plan. And what breakout blocks are, for those of you who are unaware, are a minimum of three hours blocks built into your in, in onto your calendar where you do no work. Right? And whether you do that on a weekly basis, on a bi-weekly basis, on a monthly basis, it's up to you. Right? But you have to build in some time where you are doing something outside of work, where you are totally disconnected from what it is that you do. Okay, so that's pose. Prioritize. Prioritize your business. Commit to it, right? Create outcomes. Dreams are great, but dreams, you can't measure dreams. So create outcomes. You need a strategy, right? And then you need an execution plan. How are you going to make all of the things that you just strategized? How are you going to make those things happen? All right. And so that's it. Do you want to just survive the first 12 months or do you want to thrive? You want to thrive. I want you to stop doing all the things we talked about tonight and hit the gas on the things that we talked about hitting the gas on. All right. So that's it for tonight. As always, I'm going to sign off. (laughs) I know it's a little bit strange for those of you who are sharing with me here on Facebook um, tonight. But as always, be proactive, be be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we'll see you next time um, here on the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. Thanks so much. All right. Nobody leave. Nobody leave. So um, thank you guys for helping me create content that I can hopefully repurpose. This was a test tonight. So that said, you guys are still here with me. It seems like we still have uh, nine or 10 people here with me tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. The floor is open for questions. Did the information that I share with you tonight, did it resonate? Um, type your, Go ahead and type your questions. I'm going to just check real quick to see if I had any questions come into the comments while I was talking. So I've said hello to Alita, Tracy, and Georgette. Someone's still coming up as Facebook user. That means that you did not tap the link and give Restream your uh, your permission for me to see your name. Please do that. It should be in one of the comments in the live stream. Just kind of looking, scrolling down through the comments just to make sure that I haven't missed anything. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Mary. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Karen. Radnisha. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first live stream with me, I really appreciate you guys being here. Hopefully this um, information resonated with you and you learned something tonight. Uh, Replying to Georgia at best, why you love those. I'm not sure what that is. Bring, fill me in. Um, Oh, thank you, Alita. I appreciate that. Um, you're welcome, Facebook user. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, wish I had this when I got started three years ago. Yeah, I wish that there were more of us. I mean, because, you know, like I said to you guys, I, I don't live to work, so I can't work with everyone. I wish I could. Um, but I wish that there were more of us that were actually focused on, on teaching the types of things that I'm actually, that, that I believe in teaching. I think that there are plenty of programs out there that teach competencies and technical skills. Those are useful. Those are absolutely necessary. Um, but I think that there needs to be more coaches who are working with bookkeepers and teaching, um, not just bookkeepers, but accountants as well, um, CPAs as well. 
um, teaching, you know, those of us in the industry how to, you know, build a sustainable and profitable business. Karen says, this was great. Only comment I have is the delay. Is this always with Restream? So are you seeing a delay in um, kind of where my lips are, what it looks like I'm saying versus where I am? So help me understand. Okay. Um, and then Tracy says, can you go over what the revenue rockstar quiz is again? So when you take the revenue, that's from Tracy. When you take the revenue rockstar quiz, um, it's a very short quiz. I think it's like nine or 10 questions, right? But on, um, the results will give you what your, um, your bookkeeping superpower is, right? So I think there are like five different results that you can get, right? Um, and um, it's cute, it's fun. But what it is when you, you'll get a description of your superpower and it'll actually tell you what the areas are that based on your superpower, what is recommended um, in terms of skills and um, like technical things that you should be offering in your business, right? So should you be focusing on things like payroll? Should you be focusing on things like bookkeeping cleanups? Should you be focusing on setups? Should you be focusing on um, budgeting or taxes? Should you be focusing on, you know, doing forecasting work? Should you be a generalist? Is it okay for you to be a generalist based on your answers, right? Like, is that where your superpower is? Because there are people who will need a generalist, Right. And the thing is, even though I was talking about being a generalist, the people, the clients who need generalists, there's a way to speak to them to still make sure that your rates are premium rates. Right? That's kind of part of what I teach in, in some of my programs. So, um, but there's a way to there's a way to do that. Okay. There's a way to position yourself for that. So um Alita, I know we've talked about that a couple of times and it, it could be the difference in how you're feeling that day. I, I'm not sure. Um, but it also, and remember I said, it's it's not scientific. I haven't run it across millions and millions of people. So I'm not, it's not to say that it won't ever change based on the answers to your, to the questions, your specific answers. It also could be um, uh, indicative of growth, right? It could be indicative of growth and change. And um and where you are in, in your business, right? So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Um she's thinking how to mush them together. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally understand. So, all right. So hopefully this was good for you guys. It was good for me. We are right at about an hour. So are there any questions, any last minute questions that I can answer before we um, in for tonight. Um, I've, I've got just another minute or so before you, you guys know my voice will just completely like give out. Um, for next week, I am traveling. I get to go spend some time with my grandbabies next week, um, in Austin, Texas. And so I can't, you know, promise that I'll be able to go live because I am, um, I I'm in charge. I'm GG in charge next week while my son and my daughter in love go on their, um, postponed, um, and it's their anniversary two years out. But this week, two years ago, we were supposed to be um, in Mexico for their wedding and we had to cancel it. And so they're going away um, for their anniversary. And uh, myself and and my grandmother, uh, partner grandmom, um, we're going to keep the kids. And so uh, this is the first time that they've left the kids. Um, obviously, the first time that we've kept the kids. And so pray my strength. <laughs> my strength. So hopefully I'll be able to, I'll come back to you guys in one piece because my grandchildren are nine, two, and one. So we'll see. All right. So um, question, Alita said, can I give some specific examples of productivity plans and outcomes that I mentioned? Okay. Quickly, 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 quickly. Let's talk about productivity plans from the perspective of someone who is working a full-time job and um, building their business on the side, right? One of the things you need to really understand about yourself is how your energy flows, right? And so are you the kind of person um, who you get a lot done at night or you have a lot of energy at night? 
you need to make sure that you set up your day to where the the work that really needs your focus and attention is done in the times where your energy is the highest, right? So you can be as, as productive as possible. I encourage you, if you work a full-time job, don't forget about the hours before work, right? And so I'm not saying you have to get up at five o'clock because I'm not getting up at five o'clock, but if you ever set an appointment with me on my on my calendar, you'll notice that there are appointment times available at seven o'clock and 7.30 in the morning because I want to make sure that for those of you who might be working, still working a full-time job, but you want to, that you need to, but you need to meet with me, that I'm available at times. That makes sense for you. Okay. Um, so when I say think about your productivity plan, think about how much time you have available in the week. I think it's what, I don't know if it's 168 hours or something like that. I've done this math. Um, it's 168 hours a week. You know how much time you need for sleep. You know how much time you need for family time and personal time and how much time you need for your job, right? You might be lucky and still be working remotely. You might be able to multitask. Not encouraging that. Everybody does their thing, right? So you take that for what it's worth and you make it do what it do. If you are working a full-time job, but you're working from home, be in integrity, that's, that's what I'm going to say with that. But you might be in a position where you can, you know, do a couple of things and kind of move back and forth. That might work for you, right? For others, it doesn't. For others, it's harder to task switch. And so when I talk about productivity plans, it really starts with knowing thyself, knowing how you best work and how to set up your work day that aligns to that. It may mean incorporating one of the days on the weekends if you, if you work a full-time job. You may have to commit to saying, I am going to, I have to work on Saturdays. I work on Saturdays in my business, right? Because that's when I'm productive or I'm most productive when my kid, when I, after I put my kids down. So why are you fighting it? Trying to work while your kids are running around, right? Like next week, I'm not going to be productive. So I think I, I think even on the calendar for the month of April, I listed next week. Don't expect productivity. Don't expect me to come and go live in the group. It's about planning. All right. So productivity. And then you talked about outcomes. So an example of an outcome is, um, and those who are in the incubator program with me can attest to this. I asked the question today, how many proposals did you write in Q1? And my follow-up question was, what's your goal? How many proposals do you want to write? Do you intend to write? Are you targeting to write in Q2? Right? That is an outcome. So if someone said, I wrote 10 proposals in Q1, my goal for Q2 is 12. At the end of Q2, best believe I'm coming back and I'm asking the question, how many proposals did we write? We can measure that. That's something that's measurable, right? That is a result that is measurable. Building a, I want to build a successful bookkeeping, virtual bookkeeping business isn't measurable because success for you could mean something totally different than what success for me means. So we need to quantify it. We need to qualify it. And that's what makes it an, an outcome versus a hope, a wish, a dream, a desire, right? Hopefully that helped. Let me know. Karen said it'll be lots of fun. Yeah, girl. We'll see. Um, okay. So you said you're following me. Awesome. 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 So that said it's 902. So y'all know what that means. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. I will be in the group. But it, it just won't be scheduled or anything like that. I'll be back doing live streams probably the first week in May, which also happens to be my birthday week because Taurus season is upon us. So I think, is it tomorrow? In a couple days? I don't know. It's almost Taurus season. So my birthday's coming. But anyway, you guys have a great rest of your night. I'll talk to you really soon. As always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and have a great rest of your night. Bye. Bye.
Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a positive review. This will help other virtual bookkeepers like you find the show and learn how they can become a bookkeeper CEO too. And if you want to hear more from me, be sure to follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels, or you can simply search hashtag Bookkeeper Basecamp. And don't forget, you can always come hang out with us over in the free Bookkeeper Basecamp Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. So that's it for this episode. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and we'll see you next time.